It doesn't make sense. We haven't broken the law. We haven't cheated on our taxes. But the hardest day of the year for my wife and me is coming up soon. We dread that Saturday morning that rolls around each year, preparing our taxes. You may not be like me. You may be one of those who loves to fire up TurboTax, gather your data, prepare your own return, and hit that send button on your computer. But I'm not wired that way, and neither is my wife. Perhaps it's because we had one of those letters years ago from the IRS. We had qualified, if you could call it that, for an audit. We survived, no hint of impropriety. But ever since, we've taken our shoebox to an accountant. We need the hand-holding. I don't know your fears as I've shared one of mine, but this I know while praying hard. We need more Christ, more Jesus, even preparing our taxes. Welcome to Haven Today. Here it is Friday. I'm Charles Morris sharing the great story that's all about Jesus, and this is a program we're calling Keeping It All About Jesus. And back on the program with me today, our new speaker and president at Haven Ministries, David Woolen. David. What are we going to do today? Well, Charles, we're going to be one last time finishing out this series that we've been doing, keeping it all about Jesus and our focus of Christ in all the scriptures. But we're going to share a very special conversation that you and I had with someone that we both regard really highly. Well, and David, let me also mention that this January has been so special as we released something we've only dreamed about, putting out a book to help people read the Bible in a year and read God's Word through the Jesus lens. Hundreds of people already this month have responded and asked for this new book, Christ and All the Scriptures. And many have even asked for multiple copies to share their journey with others of finding Jesus and all the Bible. So if you're one of those hundreds, thank you from the bottom of my heart. But if you haven't, it's not too late. You can still start and finish God's Word cover to cover in a year. This is the last day that we're mentioning this hardback book that we worked on for an entire year. After the program, come to our website. Take a look at Christ and all the scriptures. Make your gift to the ministry. Order one or more copies there at haventoday.org. Haventoday.org. And we've even included on the website the first three weeks to get you started before your book arrives. Or on this last day, call us at 800-65-HAVEN, 800-65-HAVEN. Well, Charles, we've been bouncing back and forth in the last week, two weeks, between the Old and New Testament. And, you know, in one sense, the Bible is an ancient text, even more so the first books of the Old Testament. And yet the Word, it's alive and it's active and it's speaking today. So Mm. it seemed fitting to kick off this final program of the series with a song from Michael W. Smith, Ancient Words. Holy words, long preserved for our walk in this world. They resound with God's own heart. Oh, let the ancient words in of life 
Today, I'm David Wallen. With me is Charles Morris. And Charles, I can't believe it. This is the last day of this first series that I've been with you on the program. Next week, we'll shift our attention, start a new series. But first, we have something very special to share with our listeners. It's an interview you and I recorded with someone that we both regard highly. Yeah, that's right. Dr. Dennis Johnson is a well regarded New Testament scholar. And we actually aired a portion of that interview with him on our weekday Wednesday program. But on this program, we're going to air more of the conversation. And I think if you're listening, you'll hear it immediately. Dennis and I go a ways back. In fact, same church for many years. But as a scholar and writer, he's had an enormous impact on countless pastors who are preaching Christ from all the scriptures. And also on those who are not pastors or scholars, but Christians who want to dig deeper into God's Word. Charles, and I think the sense of that is really clear as you listen. So with that, let's start this conversation off with our dear brother in Christ, Dr. Dennis Johnson. For many years, he taught at Westminster Seminary in Escondido, California. He came out of a background under a man named Edmund Clowney, who we played a little clip from earlier in this program series, who was known for teaching Christ in all the Scripture. Dennis, let me just welcome you to Haven today. Thanks for joining David Woolen and me. Thank you for the invitation, Charles. I will never forget our having lunch one day, and this is way back in, I think it was 2007, you had released a book that you had written. It was a pretty good-sized tome, as I recall. I think my copy of it is now in the hands of another man who's a preacher, but the book was Him We Proclaim, Preaching Christ from All the Scriptures. So let me just kick this off and ask you, how do we need to find and see Christ in all the Scripture? Well, because Jesus tells us to. Is the simplest answer possible. <laughs> the The starting point of uh, that book, Him We Proclaim, was that um, when we had Dr. Edmund Clowney coming to teach for us periodically, teaching pastors how to preach and how to see Christ, especially in the Old Testament, I was assigned to also teach a course persuading those pastors that what Dr. Clowney was doing was not smoke and mirrors, but was really embedded in the text. And uh, so the book began as as a kind of a short essay entitled Reading the Bible Like Peter and Paul. Uh, And it started with uh, 
Luke 27, with the resurrection appearances of Jesus on the day of his resurrection, and then really implying the 40 days thereafter, which Luke refers to in Acts 1, were all about showing his disciples that the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms, which are the first book of the third section of the canon, the Old Testament canon in a Hebrew setting, uh, they're all about him, about the sufferings of Christ, the glories to follow, the preaching of repentance for the forgiveness of sins to all the nations. All of that is packed into Jesus' teaching there. And that lays the foundation for the preaching of Peter. And although Paul was not part of that 40-day Bible study, really the teaching, the preaching, and the letters of Paul as well, they learned to read the Old Testament scripture, uh, which no doubt they had learned as young Jewish boys, and Paul certainly excelled in that even mm-hmm. before he came to faith. But they learned from Jesus, from the Spirit, from his teaching, how to see how all the Old Testament scriptures really have one unified focus, which is to point the readers, to point the hearers to what Paul calls the one and only mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. How all of that was designed to prepare hearts, prepare minds, to recognize him and embrace him in faith when he came in the fullness of time. Dennis, I went to Sunday school from being a small child all the way on. I read how and was taught how I was to be strong like Samson. I was taught to be brave like David. It wasn't until later in life that I actually began to hear this concept of looking for Christ in all the scripture. You know, I'd say just about everybody listening to us right now believes that we are saved by faith and grace alone, in Christ alone. How did we get it wrong sometimes when we handle scripture? Well, I think for one thing, our hearts are programmed to look for law, (laughs) you know, to look for what am I supposed to do? Uh, You know, we sometimes think that, you know, to get practical and to get applicatory, it needs to, the the Bible needs to tell us how we need to get our act together. Um, And the Bible does tell us that. But if that's all we see in the Bible or all we hear in the Bible, then we all know that we failed. We can't be as courageous as Daniel or David. And frankly, We know from David that he has his flaws as well. So Mm. the theme, be like David, can only go so far. Um, But we all fall short of that. What we need is someone, and that's part of the point that the Old Testament is making. We need someone who is a more faithful king than David. Someone who is a more faithful covenant keeper, even than Daniel. Now, we don't hear a lot about Daniel's sins, but he identifies himself with the sinful people of Israel, especially in his prayer in Daniel 9. Uh, So he knows he needs forgiveness as well. And we need someone to obey God's perfect law perfectly and to endure God's judgment against lawbreakers, which we all are, in our stead. And so we need Christ to be the perfect covenant servant on our behalf, both in his positive obedience to the law and in his willingness to endure the curse of the law in our place, as Paul talks about in Galatians 3. And from that assurance, 
that God has provided that covenant keeper for us, that covenant curse bearer for us in his grace. From that springs the desire and by the power of the Spirit, the possibility of our now beginning to obey the law, mm-hmm. to obey the commands, even to fit the examples, the good examples of Old Testament saints, in a way that is not simply transactional, I'm trying to do this to make God love me, mm-hmm. but is responsive and grateful and loving. That's what we need. I mean, we do need to have the the Old Testament, its commands, and even its good examples, flawed as they are, to uh, give us guidance about how we are to respond to grace. But it's always response to grace that is the source of godly growth and godly living and godly obedience. That's so helpful. Uh, Dr. Johnson, I have to just insert here. I don't know, Charles, if you were talking about me or not, but I I was holding his book in my hands a few minutes ago when you were describing that. And for me, as a preacher, I was just reading this book afresh recently, the past few weeks, and it's been so helpful to me. And but I was thinking about the way that our listeners are hearing this, and most of us aren't preachers. You know, most of us are, are lay Christians, and a lot of us haven't studied the Bible in a formal setting, academic setting. And so it's one thing to instruct preachers in, I think, what you would call the apostolic method or apostolic preaching, the way that Peter and Paul interpreted Scripture and, and applied Christ. But do you have any anything to say to everyone else who's just opening up their Old Testament and wondering, how am I supposed to do this just devotionally or in my own Bible reading? If I feel lost, you know, opening up the Old Testament and I don't see Christ in this story or that, what's, what's some practical advice that, that you can give to them? Well, I guess the first practical advice would be you need to ask Haven to send you their new devotional. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you're already going to do it to all the listeners, but that you know, we do that. need guidance. We need guidance. Um, and after I wrote him, we proclaim, I thought maybe I could write something for not just pastors, but for others. So I wrote Walking with Jesus Through His Word, which came out a few years later, and actually says some does more than him we proclaim does in terms of talking about looking for the patterns that we know scripture says are fulfilled in Jesus, especially prophet, priest, and king, those three offices that Jesus fulfills to perfection. Prophets are mediators of God's revelation of God's word. They press home God's claim on the hearts of his people. Jesus is the ultimate climax of God speaking his word. He's the word made flesh, as John tells us. So wherever I see a prophet in the Old Testament, I kind of need to ask myself, how is he previewing his ministry? He's previewing uh, the work of Christ and bringing the word. It's interesting that, again, in the Old Testament, prophets are primarily the ones identified with miracles Mm -hmm. because those signs illustrate their message and demonstrate their authority to speak for God. And so the miracles of Jesus sometimes have precursors in the miracles performed through Old Testament prophets. And think about that. Through Moses, God provides manna in the wilderness. Jesus gives us the bread of life in the wilderness, he says, John 6. Through Moses, God gave people water to drink as the rock was struck. Paul says, 1 Corinthians 10, the rock essentially is Christ. It's pointing us to Christ who is struck, and so we are nurtured. So prophets. 
kings kings rule kings also fight they defend hmm. so david goes out against goliath in the name of the lord of hosts the god of the armies of israel immediately after we read of david's anointing to be the king who will replace saul the call of first samuel 17 is not be like david but it's rather first of all hear the answer to the question what kind of a king do we need Mm -hmm. and then toward the end of 17 when david has conquered goliath then the israelites follow him in his victory and that's where we are in that text i think not Mm. called to be david but really called to follow the greater son of david who's come in the name of the lord to defeat our enemies and the priests Mm. and you know the whole priestly work of christ uh, as hebrews explores it in such great depth that it cleanses us from sin he qualifies us to come into the presence of god so we're reading through leviticus and all the sacrificial systems and all the regulations about what aaron is supposed to do and be uh and we get you know our minds get a little confused about all that but hebrews says but remember what it's all for mm. that's right it's pointing you mm. to christ so mm. i think those would be helpful i think this walking with jesus through the word would be helpful I'm quite confident that Haven's devotional is going to be very helpful. I actually thought I'd written the popular book with walking, and then I sent it to a friend who had ministered in Latin America for many years, and he said, this would be helpful here, except it's way too long. And I sort of <laughs> sighed. But then he wrote to me, and he said, and I will abridge it for the sake of a Spanish translation, which he did, and so we now, and then, we have it published in English, too, as Journeys with Jesus, which is a shorter version of Walking with Jesus and maybe even a little more accessible. Dr. Johnson, thank you for being with us and for leading us so faithfully to worship Christ, even as you were just speaking right there, just feeling so thankful for who he is and what he's done. Would you pray for us as we close? I would be honored. Thank you for the opportunity to be part of this conversation today. Let's pray. Eternal God, we can call you Heavenly Father because in the fullness of time, you sent your Son, born of a woman, born under law, to redeem us who were under law uh, so that uh, we might be adopted as your sons, that we might receive the spirit of your Son who has given us life, and uh, now transforms our life as he bears witness to the Son. Father, we thank you that we can call you Father. And we see in all that you have done in Jesus, your Son, to accomplish our redemption, and all that you are doing by the Spirit of your Son to apply Christ's redemptive achievement to our hearts, we see your fatherly love. So, Father, open our eyes open our hearts. We read in Luke 24 that Jesus' friends needed him not only to open the scriptures to teach them how to read the Bible, but also to open their hearts and minds by the Spirit to receive what he was teaching them, not just that day, but he'd been teaching them uh, for the years before that, to really see that's what we need, Father. We need your Spirit to be at work in our hearts, in our lives, as we read your word. 
as we hear the Holy Spirit's testimony to your Son, and as uh, you draw us into fellowship with yourself through your Son on a daily basis. Father, as we see your glory in the face of Christ, transform us more and more into that glory, from one degree of glory to the next, for your glory, for your honor, that the nations might be drawn to you. We ask in the name of that one and only mediator between you and us. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Dennis Johnson, thank you for leading us in prayer. Yeah, it was a great pleasure to be with you today, Dennis, especially as I'm reading your book. It was fun to have this conversation face-to-face. Thank you. Thank you, David. Thank you, Charles, for inviting me to be part of this conversation, sharing something that's so dear to my heart. That was Charity Gale. We worship you, Almighty God, from her Endless Praise album. And boy, Charles, I've been singing that song my whole life. Mm. Uh, what a what a great response to what we've heard Dr. Johnson sharing today. And um, Charles, it's, it's hard to believe for me. It's official. This is the end of our very first series on the air together, keeping it all about Jesus. And so... It's, a, it's been a great journey with you. Thank you for getting my time at Haven kicked off so well. And of course, next week, we'll turn our attention to uh, something different. Well, it's been great. And of course, it just is in line with telling the great story that's all about Jesus. Great things to come. But there's something we're ending with to everyone who's listening today. This is the final day that we're offering our brand new book, Christ and All the Scriptures, reading and praying through the Bible in a year. You know, Charles, my history with Haven, it goes back 19 years now, and I think I can say with some confidence that this is, this may be the very best thing that Haven has ever produced and published, and it's not only a great product, it's really, really useful for any Christian who's reading their Bible. And so there's, there's so many books out there, but very few of them successfully get us into the book that matters most. But I think Christ in all the scriptures delivers on that. Well, I certainly concur with you on that. And we've heard from so many people who've already received their copy of the book. 
and they're saying thank you. It's just what I hoped it would be. So what about you? If you haven't been in touch with us, would you respond right now with your generous gift to support the ministry? Would you get in touch with us today, make your gift, get your copy, maybe even get more than one copy as others have? And uh, as a reminder, we've put up the first three weeks of the book online so you can get started right away, even before your book arrives or multiple copies arrive. But make your gift and do it right now at haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. Or give us a call. We're open 24-7 taking calls. The number's 800-65-HAVEN. 800-65-HAVEN. So with that, I'm Charles Morris. And I'm David Wolin. And thank you so much for joining us. Won't you come back again next time when again together we'll share the great story. It's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. For your walk with Jesus, I'm David Wolin with Haven Today, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. If you live in the northern latitudes of North America, odds are you got some snowfall recently. Snow is beautiful, even peaceful to watch it come down, but at its worst, it can also be hazardous. But it's more than that. Snowfall is also a reminder of good news. Isaiah 1.18 Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they are red as crimson, they shall be like wool. The blood of Jesus Christ washes away sins and presents us white as snow. So next time you see snow start to fall, pause and reflect. In Christ, you have been made white as snow. You'll see Jesus more clearly through daily time in God's Word. Visit GetAnchor.com.